0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Avney and this is Brianna. Hi. And we want to thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Today is Monday. We're still in the month of May. There's a lot going on. And for individuals, I know we had Mother's Day last week. Was it last week? Mother's
2: Day? Yes. Sunday, right?
1: No, no. You know what? That wasn't last Sunday. That was the Sunday before that. So we kind of passed that one already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're still going to be honoring our mothers because I went to the cemetery and I went to go put flowers on my mother's and my grandmother's grave. I could not find my grandmother's grave, but I walked around the cemetery till I found it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of brings us into today's topic as we're going to be talking about something that's very, very interesting. Even like I said, what I had went through over the weekend, being up in LA. I'm, I'm so glad I'm walking there, Brianna. Yes, you God, were surprised. So happy. You walked in. You yes. looking at me like I was like, I can walk now. I can oh my, now. God. it's I can so <laughs> it's crazy. I feel so much better. I've lost so much weight, girl. I'm getting my sexy back. <laughs> so, but that's all good. That is all good because we're going to be talking about a release, releasing, and releasing trauma. Because understanding trauma and its impact on one's mental health, relationships, emotions, and overall well-being can be complicated because many individuals don't even know what trauma is. Many individuals have experienced some type of trauma in their life, whether it was trauma that they experienced in childhood, as a teenager, or even in adulthood. You know what? A lot of times, individuals don't even know that it's trauma. Things can become so normal in people's lives they think it's a part of life. You know, growing up in Compton, I experienced so much stuff. I didn't know what was normal versus abnormal, even when it came to relationships. Now. The problem is not only do we or many individuals have experienced some type of trauma, but one can carry such trauma as well as act it out in many areas of their life. And they may not even know why they're doing what they're doing, putting walls up, struggling with toxic relationships, whether it's domestic violence, whether it's, you know, poverty, because that could be traumatic for a lot of individuals, too, even a yeah. car accident. Now... But the thing is when we talk about how individuals carry it out in many areas of their life, the behaviors women exhibit can also have an impact on other people Mm -hmm. because some people may not know where trauma is coming from. You know, I tell individuals, I can work with your baggage, Mm -hmm. but I can't work with your trauma because your trauma is more deep-rooted in your emotions than just your baggage. And the emotions can become complex and can become trapped in one's body. Causing physical as well as emotional pain. So I'm going to log on our special guest who's going to be joining us as we're going to be talking about releasing trauma. So let me log on our guest because I believe he's on. Hello, this is Nick and Jackson. he is uh, is uh, Blog tech Radio. How are you doing?
3: Fantastic! It's such a pleasure to be here. I love hearing you talk about mothers and how. You know, we're just going to extend our celebration of our mothers on throughout the whole rest of the month, and I uh, appreciate you bringing that up. Such mm-hmm. a special time.
1: It is, because you know what? Tomorrow's my promise. Even when I was at the cemetery, I saw so many people still. They were camping out, barbecuing, having picnics. Yeah. And it, it's just one of those things. So I needed to go have a conversation. I needed to go talk to my mama, my grandmama, and God. Mm-hmm. And I. You know, and even when I posted my little post on Facebook, and I said, "You ne- I, I am never too old, I'm never too busy, I'm never too famous, I'm never too unavailable to have to go back to where I came from. Mm-hmm. To go, even though my mother is not here on earth that she's been deceased for 15 years, and I'm going to tell you, that was traumatic for me. That was the first time I ever, well, not the first time, I saw my, one of my, my goddaughters, I'll never forget her her father. My, I'll never forget my um, friend had told me that he got shot. And I know he dead. I thought he got shot. Mm-hmm. And I go to Martin Luther King Hospital thinking that he's in critical condition. Mm-hmm. And when I walked in the room, she was rubbing his head. He was dead. Mm-hmm. So that was my first mm-hmm. day. But I actually saw and watched my mother take her last breath. I actually saw my mother get placed in a bag and zipped up and carried out of my bedroom, which was a room that she built onto the house because I was like, I don't want to be in a house with a bunch of Libras. I need my own room because they was all Libras. <laughs> so I needed my own room because I'm a Gary But <laughs> well, I actually went that and I never realized how I carried that trauma in my body mm-hmm. that it started affecting my physical health as well as it can affect one's mental health. Yeah. So, okay,
3: Dr. Dave Tuck, tell the listeners who you are and what you do. Well, thank you, Jeanette. it's a pleasure to be here. I um, actually, for 30 plus years, I've been in the health industry. I I, I was trained as a chiropractor many years ago. Um, After 10 years of that, I I started moving into studying in depth the the mind-body connection and how what we think affects our physiology, but not on our physiology about how it affects our entire life. So I moved into the last 20, 23 years uh, just working with my clients and, and patients that are having you know serious health issues and what is their emotional tie to that what what can we shift emotionally how can we shift your thinking that can actually affect your physiology so that your body and mind can heal completely I spent so many years working with clients and patients to where you know they'd come into my clinic with with some pretty good health issues and 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 we would fix their nutrition we would get their physical body right but but if we didn't tackle the emotional component of their of their of their situation then we work, you can't quite get to that 100% mark so so when you can look at the feedback of the body's physiology as a, as a way to decipher what's going on emotionally now you've got some tools to be able to really look deeper into a person's um, physio- psychology to know how to help the body heal Basically.
1: Well, you know what, and I like that, because I tell individuals, as much pain as I was in, because I was dealing with symptoms of arthritis as well as lupus, And but when I got mm. mad, my body didn't hurt. I would be ready to knock the hell off somebody when I got mad. But mm-hmm.
0: otherwise, I couldn't right.
1: walk, I couldn't. And, you know, and sometimes we can hold on to certain things, and it can become toxic. It can cause us to gain weight. It can cause mm-hmm. us to act in certain ways in relationships and with our behaviors, and even causing certain type of illnesses. Now, I want to share something with the listeners, even as we talk about trauma, and it's defining trauma, and trauma is a pervasive problem. It results from exposure to an incident or series of events that are emotionally disturbing or life-threatening, meaning it could be one event as well as multiple events. It don't have to be just one thing. We can witness in the window, we can look out the window and see see somebody body flying. That's traumatic. Yeah. You know? So now with that happening and occurring, they are emotionally disturbing or life-threatening with lasting adverse effects on the individual's functioning. Meaning, what is your level of functioning? A lot of clients, because I am a licensed therapist and I do a lot of different things, whether it's working with individuals dealing with relationship issues, mental health issues as far as depression, anxiety, and we can go into that because I know you wanted to talk a little bit about mental health and um, PTSD, which can also affect individuals with trauma. Uh, I do domestic violence. I do management, parenting, co-parenting, child abuse, substance abuse. All of that kind of ties in to some type of trauma. You know, I tell individuals, you only as dark as your deepest secret, and when you're holding on to that pain, that pain is going to manifest itself somewhere in your body. Either you know, if you got a person coming, you talk about my stomach hurts. Or you know, I was complaining about wanting a massage a couple of weeks ago because mm-hmm. I needed a little healing. I needed some fixing. <laughs> <laughs> I needed a touch, you know. <laughs> but when we start talking about these things, mm-hmm. it's releasing. So I want to ask you, um, Dr. Tuck, are we talking about mm-hmm. only not only the trauma and levels of function in was um, as far as mental, physical, social, emotional, spiritual well-being. Let's first talk about their mental. What do you see with trauma? Hi, Janelle, and happy belated birthday. Can I take you out for dinner? <laughs> so, okay. Um, um, doctor, let's talk about, because I know you said you was a chiropractor. Now, what about the mental? Because some people were telling me before when I was in pain to try acupuncture. Or, you know, I've been to chiropractor getting my back cracked, or, you know, people got one leg longer than the other, or stretching mm-hmm. your arms,
0: or mm-hmm.
1: how, how that well, trauma can impact them, their mental. Yeah,
3: well, it's, it's similar, you know, when someone would come into the clinic with, say, a, a feedback of symptoms such as back pain or headaches or neck pain or digestive issues or even high blood pressure, you know, we see that as a, a feedback that there's something out of balance in the body well when someone comes in to me with with say anxiety or depression um or they have anger issues and they have um emotional stresses well that again is, is also just feedback that lets you know that something is out of balance emotionally something's out of balance mm-hmm. with your thinking so if we could if we could learn to look at, at those types of feedback systems instead of as if diseases then we can actually go in and tackle the root cause Of what's causing the depression or causing the anxiety just as you would if someone had a back pain where you want to go find out what's causing that now similarly you can you can take a pill to mask the back pain or headache if you want well just like with depression or anxiety or grief even you can take a pill to mask that just as well but what i'm suggesting is let's take a look at those symptoms of depression anxiety as feedback to try to get us to, to learn something about or to learn something about what the experience is that we have perceived that is that is negative or or more negative than positive or more bad than good and let's try to look at those experiences uh, through different eyes and see both sides of the equation so we can learn something and if you can take a person that's having anxiety which is the perception that sometime in the future you're going to experience more pain than pleasure more harm than good You can change their thinking to see that, well, actually, in reality is you actually will have both sides. You you, you not only have good, but you also have bad. You only have uh, um, negative, you also have positive. So when you can take each event that someone's experienced, you can see a full quantum of of both both sides of the equation, then it takes away the anxiety of a future event happening that's going to give you one side of the equation. What I've seen with my clients is when we can dissolve any past perception that there's been a one-sided event, that's creating an anxiety of the future, that it's going to happen again. It completely eliminates the fears of the future. It completely eliminates anxiety. It completely eliminates the idea that you're going to somehow in the future experience something that's not going to actually give you a lesson instead of a, Mm -hmm. instead of a curse. Let me elaborate
1: on it a little bit because there's, when we talk about anxiety, individual can have generalized anxiety, you know, the excessive worrying, the, um. Mm -hmm. The thoughts, the rational thoughts. And what I was thinking as you were talking was when we talk about individuals' core belief system. I remember I had back pain so bad. When I saw a chiropractor. They were talking about my kids. Mm-hmm. They were talking about I was on alignment. They said I needed surgery. I had a client come into my office one day, and he told me in so much pain, and he had healing powers. And he asked me, can I pray for you? I said, yes. That man prayed for me. After the prayer With him touching in the green After my husband left I didn't have no more back pain It was gone You're Right.
3: Yeah. right Got
1: rid of, of, example it. of... Yeah. <laughs> Prayer I didn't have surgery mm-hmm. I didn't have I didn't take no I, I wanted pills Couldn't get no pills <laughs> Girl that's how I was Recently I wanted. I was in so much pain yeah. And now you see me walking around Once you release that trauma, once mm-hmm. you let them burdens go, you have no idea what that can do to your mental health. Now, that doesn't mean mental health is not real. So I don't want people to think that, don't give it to your husband, give it to your kids, because <laughs> I would love that, because I, so I took my son the other day, and I threw his backpack out of my house. Get out. Throw his backpack out. Girl, I not not thinking about that. But the thing <laughs> is, you got to walk through some of that, because like I said, you can have anxiety. but you. Some individuals from trauma can have panic attacks. Mm-hmm. And, see, you can have a mm-hmm. panic attack without having anxiety because yeah. it can occur. Now, pills don't fix problems. Pills don't resolve conflict. I have an auntie. I'm not going to say which one. Mm-hmm. She will carry – well, she used to go, 19 in a while. She ever? I don't give a damn pill. I'd be like, what's wrong? I took my, I don't give a damn pill. And my my, my daughter keeps teasing me there, all right? My daughter keeps saying you know you look like your auntie. You know you walk around like your auntie. <laughs> so I'm getting accused of being like my auntie now. But the thing is, my family have endured so much trauma that so they were pill walkers. They would give me a bill, give me a bill. I remember I used to go ride my bicycle, Valiums and all. I didn't know that that was illegal to be doing that. Yeah. But they had dealt with so much trauma in their life, and some individuals can have what's called a chemical imbalance, like yeah. with depression. Yeah. If you are depressed because of grief, that's normally a trauma affiliated with depression. Could be grief, mm-hmm. you know, the the death. COVID. Oh my! When COVID first hit. Yeah. That was traumatic. You had individuals in the hospital dying and couldn't even see their loved one. Yeah. Couldn't even have a certain number of people at funeral. You know, that depression was at an all-time high as well as anxiety. And I also want to talk about relationship anxiety can be traumatic. When individuals have this, he "Love me, he loved me not, or, mm-hmm. you know, they're dealing with um, a lot of anxiety in, in that area. Yeah. Now, so again, pills don't fix problems, but if you have a chemical imbalance, go get some help. Talk to someone. You can release the pain. You don't have to hold on to it. So that was just the mental. Dr. Um, Data. what about the physical? What about the, the physical part of it in regard to your level of functioning, in regard to how trauma affects individuals? <laughs> Oh, we talked about the mental right. health, and we're going to go back to it. But let's
3: talk about the physical. Well, again, um, every every emotion, every emotion is stored in the body somewhere in the body through the joints, the tissues, and the organs. So, so I've done I've done thousands of uh, uh, hours of studying how the emotions affect your physiology, and each disease has an emotion. Each organ has an emotion that's affected by. so when someone has a perception of of a trauma or someone has an emotional imbalance well it's going to be affecting some part of the body in their joints tissues or organs and so when you learn how to decipher those symptoms say someone comes in and they're having some high blood pressure right and so you know how to decipher high blood pressure and what the emotional link is to that then you're able to actually get down to the root of the issue emotionally and then it's just about asking quality questions of someone because when someone has an imbalance of emotion, it's because they're only seeing one, a one-sided equation. Um, they're only seeing, you know, I see clients who come in and they've had past traumas and events that they perceive have been have had more negative than positive, more bad than good, more harm than good. And so when we go back and look at each one of those um, uh, experiences and we can actually change and ask some quality questions and change how you perceive the event, from going from oh this event was only terrible to actually seeing that this event actually served me. This event actually had lessons to it. This event actually helped me grow and learn. Then you dissolve that past emotion and now you move forward without the trauma and now it's released from your body because until you until you balance out the equation emotionally, your physiology will continue to hold on to the emotion in the organs and then long-term effects are gonna be diseases and and mm-hmm. spine issues and, and other kind of health problems, long term chronic diseases are caused by long term chronic imbalanced emotions.
1: And also autoimmune disorders too. But I have a question for you in regards to that, because you brought up something. Because I've been up in LA since Saturday, and I kind of forgot my high blood pressure medicine, and I forgot to mm-hmm. go home. So today is Monday, so I didn't have my medicine. Saturday, Sunday, or today. I'm in mean, three days without my high blood pressure medicine. But this was my my question to you. I was prescribed medication for hypertension, and now mine is like 100-something milligrams. It got so bad. But I have a family history of hypertension. And my mother had done something and broke my sister's leg, broke her ankle. And I was so angry with my mother. And my sister's boyfriend had told her he didn't want her at the house with his friend and for her to go feed the ducks. <laughs> she got a freaking, every time I think about it, I better stop because my blood pressure will go up. <laughs> but she got a broken ankle with plates in her ankle, and you go tell her to go feed the ducks? Mm-hmm. I went to one doctor's appointment, no problem. After I talked to my sister, my blood pressure was so high, they thought I was going to go to the hospital. My blood pressure never came down from that day. It's been hot. That's how mad I got to where, and that's why when you said that, I thought about that. But then I can do certain things like when you're talking about even with chiropractic services, I can go let somebody play with my feet. Oh, my God, girl, <laughs> you get to playing with my toes and my feet. and i go to sleep. <laughs> I'll be like, my old butt go get ballistic because I'm sitting up here going to sleep at the dog. Besides, but, girl, when they get to playing with my feet, I'm out. So there's certain things and there's certain touches that you can release certain pressure points on your body yeah. that can release certain things. So help me, help me <laughs> with the high blood pressure thing, going to a chiropractor. Yep. What, because I, I know the feet part. I, I love the feet part. So come get to play with my feet. I love that part. Where does that pressure point hit with that blood pressure? Because I've got to get off these blood pressure medicines.
3: Well, look, um, you can go to chiropractors, acupuncturists, certain massage therapists, or any a lot of holistic practitioners are able to, to mm-hmm. manipulate the body's physiology and affect mm-hmm. the blood pressure in the neck, in the mid-back, and also in the feet. Um, You can really affect the blood pressure, but but until you go in and dissolve the emotional stress that's causing the high blood pressure, which is usually an anger problem, with people with chronic anger or they have an event event they're angry about, until you dissolve the anger around that event, then it doesn't matter what you do to the physiology. You're not going to cure the issue because you haven't corrected the underlying main issue, which is the emotional trauma around it, the anger you have around whatever happened in the event whatever happened with the person, that's where you've got to do the work see, and this, to dissolve see, that.
1: I, I wasn't there when my mother did it, but she called me at 1 in the morning. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I said, what you do? I think she killed somebody. What you do? I didn't mean to do it. And I'm, I'm thinking, what the hell did you do? About? When she told me what she did to my sister, I wasn't going to beat up my mom. Mm-hmm. How dare you hurt my sister? I've been protecting my sisters all my life. Hey, you got the nerve to! Th- my sister called her the devil, though. Mm-hmm. My sister called my mama the devil, and my momma grabbed it, threw her on the ground, choked her in front of her kids, and the foot got caught up under the, up under the chair. Mm-hmm. But my daughter said, "Mom, let's go." I left before it happened, so I called my, I call myself to get my mama back, mm-hmm. and I keep looking at her picture up on this wall. I know she's like, "You telling all my business?" <laughs> but <laughs> now I'm saying this because so my mother's been deceased for 15 years. Okay, but. Mm-hmm. Only two people in this world, probably three, that my mother was afraid of. My grandmother, and my grandmother had already passed, my father and me, because she was always, mm-hmm. she didn't know what to do. With. So what I did, I called my dad. <laughs> I said, hey, and I see him on that picture right there. He's deceased now, too. I said, your wife just broke your daughter's ankle. <laughs> oh <my laughs> you God. need to go check her. <laughs> I'll stay <laughs> stitched. Oh and God. I was mad because. He felt sorry for my mom and went to the hospital, and I wasn't there when they walked in the room. But I could imagine the emotion that my daughter, my sister, felt with them two walking in the room
0: yeah.
1: and knowing that my mother caused that. Mm. So mine was anger. I was pissed off. I was literally pissed. <laughs> off that right. she did. So I need to work on that. I forgive you for what you did to my sister, because you better let you do it to me, because it'd have been a problem. <laughs> so, <Right. laughs> That's what
3: I got. so, so at that point, so at that point, it's about going back the moment of perception, because there's a moment when you had a perception
4: and then it made you
3: angry, right? There was a moment that you, you perceived something and you got angry, and it's going back to that moment to where now I'm perceiving that something has happened, I'm angry, so in that moment, you have, what you want to find is where was actually relief, where were you actually pleased with that, where were you actually not... Um, having anger but you actually were actually okay with what happened finding that piece of the equation will balance out the puzzle because look every event has two sides it's a full quantum positive negative and when you only see one side of the equation you're missing the other piece and so we're not saying not we're not saying negative doesn't exist but we're saying look at the other side as well where if you're finding that there was Anger. Where were you actually actually relieved in that same exact moment? Where was I actually where were you actually not angry in that same moment? And when you can when you can take someone back to those perceived traumatic moments and you balance that equation out where you see there was actually full quantum nothing but love existed. Now you dissolve it and there's no more emotion around it. And that's and when you I see know, luck. I'm struck. in therapy right now, but I feel like I'm in therapy
1: right now. But I was not only mad at my mom, I was mad at my dad, too, because I wanted him to do something, and he didn't do something to handle it the way I wanted him to handle it. But I remember one time my two sisters had went to someplace, and they came back, and my sister was drunk. And somehow my mother and I got up, because I was visiting, and my mother was standing by the mirror, and my sister small, and my mother said, can't be, me in the eye so my sister, my mama, the oh
2: my
1: So my sister got on the ground and started praying, Allah, Allah, and my mother started walking and walking and my mother my sister was on the floor. My mother walked up to my sister and was about to kick her in the head. Oh my. And when she got ready to kick her in the head, I bumped her and my mama fell on the floor. So I told my baby sister, Get her out, get her out of here, get her out of here!" my mother was about to kick her in the head, she's about to kick her in the head off right in front of us. So we locked my mother up in the room in the house, and my mother got out. She was on the gate trying to hop the gate to get my sister, and I was shaking the gate to my mother. To get the gate. Oh my goodness,
2: that is traumatic.
1: <laughs> I was shaking the gate, trying to get my sister, trying to get my baby sister to get my other sister out of here because this woman about to kill her because she just won't let my mother die. So it was just always trauma and drama and, you know, and like now my sisters and I, we don't have the relationship we had, but I always protected them from her. But see, but now that she's gone, Mm -hmm. they projected on, or I feel they projected onto me because Mm -hmm. they don't have her, and I don't react and respond the way she reacts and responds to things. Mm -hmm. You know, because the violence needed to stop. It needed to stop. So, but that was traumatic. Can you imagine shaking the gate, trying to get your mama off the gate? Because your mama tried to get to go kick your sister in the head? Yeah. And you trying to make sure your sister don't get kicked in the head and you bump your mama and your mama fell on the floor? My mother said, my mother said, y'all bitches trying to kill me. (laughs) I (laughs) knocked her but dead on the floor. Oh,
2: my goodness. But I couldn't let her kick her
1: sister. I couldn't let her do that. Okay, so that's the physical part. Now, you mentioned something about acupuncture what is the person to do if they're afraid of needles because i heard that the needles don't hurt but what
3: does acupuncture yeah i mean <laughs> yeah no the needles the needles are so tiny and small and the way they do it, it you don't even feel them so you know if anyone's afraid of needles acupuncture is perfect because you don't needle you would be more afraid of getting an injection or a shot or the a, a flu vaccine but that's that's a different needle and so these needles are are tiny and they're they're designed to specifically go in and turn on and turn off muscles and turn on and turn off different parts of the body so um yeah if you're not if you don't like needles then no worries acupuncture is is safe and effective for a lot of different conditions for sure
1: that's that's increasing my anxiety because i go to the doctor's office i I used to get snoopy band-aids because. I do needles don't even be big no more. And I stick my arm out like this. I can't. I, I, I have a thing with needles. I can't do needles and I can't do water. It increases my anxiety. I told you, my. i got Joanne on here on Facebook watching. I would, got baptized and hit the pastor. Oh, my God. I got scared. The anxiety of the water. That stuff drove me. I almost drowned one time. I came real close to drowning at the age of 12. That's I another traumatic. out mm-hmm. when I water. So when I went to go get baptized, here she goes to my hey I mean, um, Joanne, I know I did what I did. I still ain't got no baptism certificate. I know that. <laughs> I
0: ain't lie about
1: it. But I told the pastor, I said, "You can't hold me." Well, we can hold you. We can hold you down. She said, "You choked him out. I <laughs> him in the chest." <laughs> oh my God. I did choke somebody. I did. I put somebody in the headlock I... when you were doing this. I was getting baptized. I told him I was scared. They didn't believe me. He said, we got you. I said, you're not going to be able to hold me. (laughs) He said, yes, we are. They said, come. I I, I tried to take her as hostage. (laughs) The one that joined, I tried to take her as hostage. She was like, I can't swim. (laughs) I can't either. So when I got to the water and they told me to come closer, they were praying all around me, and I got nervous. And so somebody said, you going down. I said, "You motherfucker's going with." So I grabbed the pastor, grabbed them all, and yeah. somebody tripped me. Oh my god! So I got mad. So when I got mad, she said, "I wish I could find the video." <laughs> uh, no, it's on my Facebook somewhere, but it don't show me hitting the pastor. But I, it's on my Facebook. <laughs> but um, that one part didn't get recorded. Thank God, that part didn't get recorded with me hitting the pastor. Cause I, y'all could have called the police on me, and I would have went to jail. But. But somebody tripped me, and I was so mad about being tripped. That wasn't fair. And you tripped me, and you go dunk my head. And, oh, no, I'm fighting when I'm coming up. I went out fighting, and I came up fighting. And passed to this day, still ain't gave me a to baptism certificate. Because I got mad. <laughs> but, I, but there we go, to trauma.
2: I'm scared of water. Yeah. I
1: couldn't release the
2: anxiety, I couldn't... Well, like da-da-da. you mentioned, you almost drowned when you were 12, mm-hmm. so you have that still in the back of your head. It, I do. I can't and, even sit in a jacuzzi.
0: Yeah.
2: I, that water come up to my neck? Uh-uh, I'm
1: trying to bath up, enough for me. Okay, so I want to talk about the three types of trauma. There are three main types of trauma, acute, chronic, or complex. Acute trauma results from a single incident. I mean, it's acute, it's short. Chronic trauma is repeated and prolonged, such as domestic violence or abuse. Just like when I was trying to post the things on Facebook, on, what was that? I was on Instagram, yes. and the man was saying, why did you have to stay in an abusive relationship for two years? You got beat up for two years? Individuals don't realize the trauma with domestic violence. They don't realize the trauma with child abuse. They don't realize that living in poverty, living in high crime areas, that is traumatic. Yeah. And then we got complex trauma, meaning exposure to ver- verified and multiple traumatic events often in an invasive interpersonal nature. So we start talking about the trauma and going through stressful, frightening, or distressing events is what we call trauma. We talk about emotional, psychological trauma. We might mean situations or events we find traumatic but how, they affect, how are we affected by the experience? We've got to work on that. We've got to release it. You know, you can tell even by me talking about it, I'm getting hyper, my breathing. It creates anxiety when I start talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now, when we start talking about even the symptoms of trauma, I want to share with the listeners the symptoms of psychological trauma, shock, denial, or disbelief. Sometimes we don't. We'll be like, I know this ain't happening to me. Confusion, difficulty concentrating, anger, irritability, mood swings, anxiety and fear, guilt, shame, self blame, withdrawing from others, feelings of feeling sad or hopelessness, feeling disconnected or not. i want to tell you something else that's traumatic for me. Mm-hmm. I can't stand the dentist. My mm-hmm. feelings fell out in my wisdom too. I am starting to have a freaking toothache and they want to charge me a thousand dollars to remove a tooth. A thousand dollars of Bridge is gonna cost me fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred. To remove the tooth is a thousand. <laughs> One time I went to the dentist, the sucker removed the wrong tooth, and I heard them. Oh my god! They called tooth number eighteen, but took out tooth number nineteen. The, going to the dentist is traumatic for me. Yes. I can't stand the dentist. I don't like the smell. I don't like the sound. And I don't trust you with my teeth. No. I'm almost sixty, pretty soon I'm about to lose them all. I don't trust <laughs> you with my teeth. I can't. Do, I don't do well at the dentist. How do one deal with that type of trauma, Dr. Data?
3: So the only way that people release trauma, because a trauma, again, is a perception, right, that you've experienced something in the past that mm-hmm. you, are, you label as having more negative than positive, more harm than good, more, mm-hmm. um, again, more negative than positive. So when you can go back and look at each experience that you label this way and and see both sides of the equation and see the good in what you perceive bad see the positive and what you see negative see the learning in each experience you've had when you can when you can really look at the and get those nuggets of wisdom from every experience that you used to perceive as traumatic i've had so many clients who've had the worst traumatic experiences and we go in there and start asking quality questions they start asking, what did you learn from this experience? How did it serve you? How did it, how did it meet your values in that time? How would, that, how would it be a drawback if you never had that experience happen? And when they start answering those questions about these perceived traumas, they start dissolving the emotion. Instead of seeing past traumas and baggage, now they see past experiences that had learning to it. They, had, they see past experiences that were important enough that they, they had this experience that it actually gave them tools for their future. Because we're not going to ever experience something um, in our past or present that is not valuable to us. So we just have to learn how to ask the quality questions so that you don't move forward in your life with this perception that you've experienced a, an event that was actually one-sided. Because when you do, now you're going to have future fears of it happening again. But when you dissolve the past emotions by seeing the the, both sides and appreciating each experience, you dissolve the future anxiety that you're going to experience something negative again, because you can't. You're only going to have experiences that are going to have both sides to it. And I like to teach my clients how to ask quality questions when they do have present-day experiences, or they're feeling that anxiety, or they're feeling that depression, or feeling that grief. They can ask questions of themselves and ask questions of, of the experience so they can actually learn the lessons of every experience. Everything we experience has learning to it. And if we don't find the learning to it, we're going to repeat it over and over and over again until we do.
1: Right. You know what? I'm going to have to come see you. (laughs) We're going to talk because all my traumas is coming up as I'm talking to you because I'm thinking about the beach. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you my other one. I remember when I was a teenager, I was at the beach, and I don't know why, my eye always be itching. (laughs) And somehow – a wave came because I wasn't paying no attention. Mm-hmm. And the wave kind of took me out in the water. And when I turned around, my shirt was up, my breast was out. And my <laughs> auntie kept saying, pull your
2: clothes down, pull your clothes
1: down. Girl, I'm standing up there mooning, folks. <laughs> water that took clothes off. <laughs> I can't stand the beach. <laughs> then the gym. Uh, I have two memberships to two gyms. And I have not been to a gym in probably over two years, probably over that. I will fuss about the membership and still ain't been to the gym. But one day I was on the treadmill, and I was walking on the treadmill, and my eyes started itching. I got the rub in my eyes. It felt good. And I kept rubbing my eyes, and I forgot to sit on my feet. Girl, I slipped off the back of the treadmill and fell and my head on the treadmill. I ain't been back. I ain't thinking about 24 hours in the center. But I do got to renew my membership again. Cause I got a lot of time membership, so we got to work on that. Cause,
3: but but if y'all play with feet, I would definitely show up if y'all play with feet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the Water. I, I just play with people. I, 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 play, with I, I play with their <laughs> minds now. I play with people's thoughts and their perceptions. And uh, you know, when you start shift, when you can start helping someone shift perceptions of themselves, uh-huh. of their people in their lives, and, and you shape perceptions of the events. Now you can start shifting your physiology because you have changed how you see something and think something. Because when you when you have a one-sided equation and you see yeah. um, only part of the equation, you're going to carry baggage in your body, and that could and that's going to give you feedback in weight gain, blood pressure problems, um, pain in the back, headaches, et cetera, et cetera. Eventually leading to cancer issues and chronic cases. Right.
1: Cancer, diabetes, autoimmune. And all that stuff. Uh, Mm-hmm. Now I want to talk about a, how and what triggers trauma. Anything from a smell
0: right.
1: to a sound to a negative feeling or emotion can become a trauma trigger. Yep. Because and sometimes people, mm-hmm. some people can trigger any
3: so any association.
1: Correct. Any, I any, my, any
3: association. Do it. Yeah. Go right. ahead. Go ahead.
1: I was I was somewhere with my son, mm-hmm. and I ran into my ex roommate. And she saw my son. I never introduced her to my son. Yeah. But when she saw my son, it was traumatic. Yeah. It was like she saw a ghost. Yeah. And I was looking at her face like, this
2: is traumatic for her. Looking at my <laughs> son. What the yeah. hell do, do to her? Yeah. You know. But she I, have was seen a story. I have a story. I have a story. I was in when I went to college at Fresno State. Um, my family was was coming to visit me, and we went to Popeyes, as black people do. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and we went to Popeyes, and the and the cashier was was like. Just staring at me, and I was like, okay. And she's like, I'm so sorry. Like she almost started crying. I think she actually did start crying. She's like, you just look like my daughter. Like mm-hmm. so, I think I like just seeing someone mm-hmm. that reminded her of someone brought up, you know, some some memories. I can't remember exactly what she said because you know I graduated like two years ago mm-hmm. or a year ago, and. Yeah, she was just like, yeah, you remind me of my daughter. I haven't seen her in, like, a year and all this stuff. So, like, and, yeah. And, and did you, okay, so I heard that story, but yes. you better glad you didn't do it in the grocery store.
1: Really? Did you ever hear a story about when they say about you remind me of somebody and, and when I get to the front of the line I need you to call me mom or something like that? No. And the woman get to the line and she say, my my mom. And what happened is the one will walk out, and they make it seem like the next person go pay for it because you called her mom and thought it was paying oh. pay for it. Got to be careful with that one. No. <laughs> no. I heard that serve like yes. something like that. Now, I want to share with the listeners, and it talks about uh, examples of we have what's called internal what triggers. The internal triggers can be feelings of anger or anxiety, feeling abandoned, or When they have feelings of abandonment, that abandonment can trigger their trauma, feeling of frustration or sadness, memories. Me just sitting here and looking at my mom in memory of and my father's obituary, it gives me lots of memories. Even with with Precious Predicaments, Precious was my mother's nickname, and that was my way of giving back and keeping her memories alive is to talk about some of the stories and some of the things to be able to reach out and help individuals. And also an example of internal triggers is pain or muscle tension when your body just tightens up. I can feel the tensions in my neck sometimes when things happen and I feel that I'm being... Okay, what was you about to say, um, Dr. Day talk.
3: Um, I, missed, I, I cut out for a minute when you were telling that story. Tell me more about that. I forgot what
1: the heck I was talking about. Wait, I, oh, I was talking about I was talking about the examples of internal triggers, meaning feelings of anger or anxiety, mm-hmm. feelings of abandoned, lonely, yeah, right, right, feelings of frustration, sadness, mm-hmm. memory, pain, or muscle tension. I was saying how sometimes if I feel mm-hmm. myself, I, I can get knots in my neck, knots in my shoulder, and
0: right, you know, right, I, right.
1: Now, and we know that what happens when trauma is triggered is the initial reactions include exhaustion. We get tired, mentally exhausted, physically. The confusion, the sadness, the anxiety, the agitation, the numbness, the disassociation, confusion, physical arousal, and blunted assets. And, and yep. most responses are normal and that they affect most survivors. And they're socially acceptable, psychologically effective, and self-limited. We don't know how long we go going to hold on to that. Yeah. And you mentioned something about weight gain. Because yep. individuals don't realize how the cortisone level increases with stress. Mm-hmm. And individuals will gain weight. And they don't realize where that extra yeah. weight is coming from. Now, I'm looking That's at right. something. It's- I'm looking at something, and it talks about, I want to say this too, trauma can also change our personality Yeah. because it changes how we view ourselves, it changes how we view the world, and it changes how we view others. So when we're talking about this, the question is, will trauma ever go away? Do you find, Dr. Day, sometimes you might get some individuals that may be a little resistant
3: (laughs) to the work? Absolutely, absolutely, because um, especially with, with old traumas, we start developing new patterns of beliefs, and we get into this. Once we get into these patterns of behavior, um, it becomes become habits based around traumatic mm-hmm. experiences. So, what if we went back and we could transform every traumatic experience that you've perceived as happened, and instead of seeing it as traumatic, you actually see it as a blessing? What do you think would happen to the future patterns that you've created? Don't you think right. we might actually? That's that's the only way you ever transform trauma is when you go back and you actually see it, the experience, as a blessing. And when you can find the blessings in these perceived events, now you've released trauma. But until you do that, you will never release trauma. You'll continue to carry it in you as baggage, and that baggage may show up as weight gain or blood pressure or or diabetes, like we just mentioned. But until you shift your perception of the trauma, it it doesn't go away. You carry that with you until you find the blessings in it.
1: And it could be unresolved. And now we have a caller calling in. And, again, if you want to call in on the show, if you have any questions for myself, Jeanette Abney as a therapist, or Brianna or Dr. Dave Tuck, feel free to give us a call at 516-387-1914 because we do want to hear your input. Let me log on this caller. Hi, my name is Jeanette Abney. Welcome to Precious Predicaments, number NNN2695. Do you have any questions or what would you like to add to the show as we're talking about releasing trauma?
4: Yeah, um, my name is Brittany. I, I know you from somewhere, but I'll just keep it confidential. I um So I work as a case manager in uh, addiction treatment, and this is a huge topic that revolves around releasing trauma and triggers and everything that has to include in that. And my biggest thing is, like, when you guys were talking about weight gain and some of the responses, like, I can totally relate to that, and and sometimes when, um, especially all the work that I've done in therapy, like EMDR to kind of work towards releasing my trauma, it's kind of fascinating how the dip in weight takes, especially, Uh like, the cognitive state that we start to begin to come to when we are forced with, like, PTSD or, like, ascent, like you guys are saying, like, it is so prominent, and sometimes it's... It takes a toll, but I love that you guys are inform- so informative on hitting key points of everything that involves um, the triggers and what that consists of. Also, it's it's also interesting, especially to my experience, because like times I'd gain weight and I didn't even realize that like something had triggered because of that disassociation that you're mentioning. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes we're not even aware of it. It just happens. Mm-hmm. So it's very um, insightful and informative. I just want to say thank you. thank you so much for having me on the call. But, yeah, I think a big one that, for me at least, was postpartum and not even knowing, knowing that my previous oh, and child. And a
1: childbirth, how childbirth mm-hmm. can be individuals. Because they say that's, that is as close as a woman come to death is bearing a child. Yes. That pain I don't even remember that pain when you are bearing a child. And like I said, that's like me going to the dentist. I can still feel it. I can still smell it. I can still hear the sound. I get that's traumatic for me. So those are yes. things that we pay attention to and how your body is reacting and responding to that. And you know as you're talking and I listen to your voice, I think I know who you are too, but i know. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask you, were you blind? <laughs> you can just say yes or no. Do you yes, become traumatized and you can't see? <laughs> if the answer is yes, then I know who you are.
4: Okay? Yes.
1: Yes. Okay. Um, I am so proud. You know what? I am so even the way mm-hmm. you carry yourself. I don't even know how you even found me. But I am so <laughs> proud of you. I will never forget you. <laughs> I will never forget <laughs> you. That <laughs> yeah. was already open. He bought me some food one time. Look, <laughs> like it's already been open. <laughs> she was so fun. She was so fun. Okay. okay. Now how does trauma shorten your life? A lot of times individuals don't realize that our lifespan can be shortened based on our mental health, mm-hmm. our physical health, and our emotional health, especially when we're dealing with PTSD or we're dealing with depression. And part of that is because the thinning of the portion of the brain cortex. Mm-hmm. It affects our brain. Mm-hmm. And I like how we're talking about our core belief systems. I like how he's saying how when we change the way we view it, yeah. it changes the way our body responds to. Yes so it don't become so traumatic. We don't get so tensed up, you know. And now I'm looking at something and it says, what age is trauma worth? Young children and trauma. Children can experience trauma as early as infancy. They can experience it in vitro, inside of the belly. Mm-hmm. They can experience trauma. In fact, young children between the ages of zero to five are most vulnerable to the effects that the trauma has that their brains are in their early formative years. Now, I know, Doctor Dave, that you don't work with kids. I don't think you would work with kids because we don't want I, kids. I do. Kids. You said you do or you don't.
3: I uh, have. Yeah, many clients over the years who were young kids who were having um, physiological and emotional challenges as well. So. Yes they 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 have traumas and they have they have anxieties depressions they have they have a value system just like adults, and they you know when their values are if they perceive their values on being met, they're going to have emotional reactions just like we do
1: got you, and I understand that they do. But I just didn't know that you work with children. I didn't know that children were able to go be seen by a chiropractor because their bodies are still developing. And I remember my grandmother used to tell me when I was a kid, she used to drink Folgers coffee. And mm-hmm. she used to always tell me I couldn't drink coffee because it was going to stop my growth. So I stayed 5 5 for a long time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I used to sneak. I wanted me some coffee. Because I would watch her drink coffee, yeah. and I would watch all the older women drink coffee. I wanted some coffee. She told me I couldn't drink coffee because it was going to stop my growth. <laughs> so um, I only grew, like, almost two inches since then. <laughs> but the thing is, and well, um, it's mm-hmm. children, now I want to say child find the childhood trauma, reliving the event, flashbacks, nightmares, mm-hmm. avoidance, anxiety, depression, anger, problems with trust, self-destructive or risky behavior, and withdrawal. Those are some of the symptoms that you see in children, and these are some of the symptoms that children also take into their teenage years as well as their dating relationships and you go out to their marriages. I do a lot of um, work with couples, and I've been having kind of balancing that out with couples counseling because a lot of... I'm finding individuals come to counseling for couples counseling because one or the other can experience some type of trauma and they want to be the savior and help the person get through their trauma. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. That don't work mm-hmm. because what happens is the defense mechanism can kick in yeah. and the trauma can be projected onto you and then you become part of the problem, not part of the solution. Yeah. Now, what would you say in regards to that? Because, I mean, and I'm talking about individuals that have experienced rape, individuals that have experienced, um, you know, abuse. um, I'm trained in hypnosis, but I don't do hypnosis. But I trained many, many, many years ago in hypnosis. We have, and one of the things that um, Brittany was talking about was the EMDR you know, the rapid eye movement desensitization. We talk about um, cognitive behavioral therapy. We have different, we have um, narrative therapy, we have solution-focused therapies. There's a lot of different therapeutic techniques. And I like the fact that we have Dr. Dave Tuck on the air who talks about that and incorporates that with mental health, as, as, okay? Dr. Tuck, what else do you want the listeners to know as we're talking about releasing trauma from the body? Because we don't want nobody to hold on to that pain. It's like, oh, this was another thing that, oh, I kind of left out, Dr. Tuck, our digestive system. Some of that Mm -hmm. trauma, constipation, your pain Mm -hmm. (laughs) poop. You're holding on to shit. That's right. Oh. Oh, really? Let it literally let it go, let it go, let it go. But that trauma right. can cause digestive problems and it can lead to constipation. And with my mom Yeah or
0: damn,
1: yeah. I had more conversations with my mama in the bathroom <laughs> where every time something happened, she run to the toilet and I run right after her but. Like, your boyfriend out here shooting at the streets and da-da-da. And I'm fussing out. She's sitting on toilet. My mother was sitting on the toilet. And I'm standing right there, fussing at her while she's sitting on the toilet. She always would go to the freaking bathroom. Now, I can't use the bathroom. She can use the bathroom whenever she gets stressed out. She to the toilet. It didn't work for me. So let's talk about that a little bit, um, Doctor. Mm-hmm. I- I'm tired. I don't get no sleep in like, oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. I am so sleepy. I am so so frickin' sleepy, but um, let's
3: talk about the digestive system, um, Dr. Datuk, of how it can well, impact gets- Well, look, I mean, I mean, look, just like any other feedback, our bodies are beautifully designed by our creator mm-hmm. to give us feedback when we have an imbalance of emotions, just like digestive issues we just talked about, so when you're experiencing digestive problems, you, that's a feedback that's letting you know that there's something out of balance emotionally. So it's not something to be upset about or to try to take a pill to get rid of, but it's actually trying to get you to wake up to ask yourself questions about the trauma that you're – the perceived trauma that you've experienced and that's causing digestive issues. And if you don't take the time to go in there and dissolve the emotions around the traumatic event, then you're not going to get rid of your digestive issues because your body's designed to give you the symptom – as a way of feedback to try to get you to go learn something about the traumatic event. It's, it's, we're designed this way. And until we go through and see the blessings and the experiences that we've had, then you're going to continue to have digestive problems or other symptoms because that's the way we're, we, we're designed to work. We're meant to, get, we're meant to have these bells and whistles go off when there's an imbalance. If we didn't have the bells and whistles go off, we would not know there's something wrong. And so we need the feedback because it's trying to tell us that it's something that we don't see, there's something we're not loving about our life. So the feedback is trying to wake us up to get to the ask the questions, to love our life, to love the experiences, to find the blessings in every single event that you've ever had and dissolve that emotion around it. And now you dissolve future fear and anxiety because you dissolve your past emotion. Right. It's beautiful work. And, and that's how you use the symptoms.
1: Your body is telling you something. It's like with me. You know some days when yeah. I'm in here, take a nap. I'm going to sleep. Yeah. And you probably be looking at me, I'll play my gospel music, and I'll lay on that couch and go to sleep. <laughs> I know to take a nap. Because yeah. my car used to tell me, take a break. Take a break. I know you would tell me, take a break. I want to take a break. Mm-hmm. Go on my baby, take a break. I can look at me, look at me take a break. <laughs> but I also want to speak a little bit, Dr. Dave Cox, in regards to, in touching on this, is how releasing trauma don't self medicate. Some individuals turn to drugs and alcohol for their trauma, right. and that's mm-hmm. not a help resolve trauma. So if you're out there and you're suffering with an addiction, or you're suffering mm-hmm. with self self mutilating behaviors, some individuals think that that self mutilating behaviors like some people that cut, um, individuals in excessive tattoos. That's addicting, but it's still self-mutilating behavior. Yeah. It's releasing the pain. It doesn't mean a person it, wants to commit yeah. suicide because they're cutting. They're releasing the pain, the trauma that they've endured. Yeah. It's, right. it's like, I can't control anything. I can control this. Yeah. So when we talk about um, addictions, I also want to speak a little bit about eating disorders. It's yeah. another thing that individuals... That can happen when we experience trauma. you got anorexia, narvores, anorexia nervosa, and you got bulimia, the binge and purging. And then you got people, some people are emotional eaters. Break up of a relationship, they go eat a freaking thing of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. What you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I tried to drink a milkshake. Oh, well, my stomach was told us the other day I wanted that milkshake and Carl's Jim. <laughs> and my daughter would be like, Mom, if you get a milkshake, you can't spend it out in my house. She didn't know I had a milkshake. She probably heard me. <laughs> so
3: so Jeanette so again on what you described are also feedback mechanisms when you're craving certain foods when you find yourself eating imbalanced and when you find yourself having addictive behaviors or when you find yourself doing addictive things then that's a feedback that's another symptom that there's something in balance in your thinking and there's something to learn. And I agree, if you're having those experiences, you're having those kind of physiological feedbacks, get some help. This is when you need to find someone to ask those quality questions so you can learn how to balance the emotions. If you can learn how to balance your emotions on a daily basis, imagine how much more present you would be. Imagine how much more self-love you have for yourself when you see that your life has never been screwed up. You have always have a perfect balance of positive negative until this moment in life. That's when you have the healing take place, and it's miracles take place when you balance your emotions.
1: Oh, I'm going to call you because people say I'm a rock. They think I don't have no emotions. I just hold everything in. I process stuff very, very well, but I know that I internalize things, and it, I hold it in my body. I am aware of that, very aware of that. And I'm glad I get my Usa moment so I won't wind up, up under a jailhouse. So, <laughs> because I, you know, but ah, ah. well, I want to talk a little bit about what's called the trauma test. And the trauma test is a brief self-administered rating scale and it's useful in determining the degree to which you struggle with the aftermath of trauma. We have what's also called the eight. adverse severity index with adults. When I did that because I had 8 out of 10, I said oh, really? the only one I didn't have was I wasn't molested no. and I didn't have anybody in jail or prison in my life. Oh. But my family but that, that was the only thing but I had eight out of ten
2: and when you do those tests it's so telling of like why or how you behave mm-hmm. when you do those tests so like mm-hmm. I think those are really important correct now and also
1: like I said and just not only just the A's but the trauma test is used for a determining degree which you struggle anxiety or depression nervous system over arousal and difficulty with healing and recovery okay we're running out of time now but Dr. Dave Tuck, how can people reach you? How can they contact you? What literature you have out there? Where can they find you
3: at? All right. Here's the best way is to find me on my social media, Doctor Dave Tuck. Look me up on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. DoctorDavetuck.com is my website. Or you can just call me at 903-814-5283 and let's have a conversation and we can dig, dig down deep into the root issues of the trauma and let's dissolve the emotions. Let's turn your stressings into blessings so your body can heal itself and move on and have an inspiring life. You know what? You're to come back
1: on the air because we need to do blessings. Stressings into blessings, that's a good topic. It's like, you know, because you found me, and I appreciate you finding me and reaching out to me to connect with me, but I like that blessings, with, with stressings turn into blessings. Turn your
3: stressings into blessings. And when you do, that's when you heal from your past traumas. And when you, when you can look at your life and you look at every experience you've ever had in your whole entire life and you see that it actually served you, there's nothing wrong, there's only pure love, both the balance of positive and negative, only blessings, now you can move into your future with less anxiety and fear of the future because you know that no matter what you experience in your future, you're going to have a learning from it, you're going to grow from it, and there's nothing to fear.
1: But you know what, Dr. Davis? That's, that's kind of what I posted on the Facebook when I was at the cemetery yesterday because I counted all joy. Even though what I've experienced, even though the things that I've been through, my trials, my tribulations, I remember past the time, you have a joy that's unrecognizable. I tell people, I'm glad I don't look right. like what I've been. Rihanna said, there talking to me, I told Rihanna, I had absolutely zero sleep last night. Zero sleep. But I'm functioning. I'm not looking like I'm all told, beat up. Not, but I had no sleep. I can't wait to go home and go to sleep. Yeah. I, I ain't answering uh-huh. no phone. I ain't talking to nobody. Leave me the heck alone. I gotta go to sleep. <laughs> so, and my daughter was already mad at me, but I said, "You didn't. I didn't get no sleep last night. You tried to whisper, but I couldn't get no sleep." Ryder was like, honey, I'm awake. I've been uh, up for so long." I said, "Oh Lord, nobody got no sleep last night. We didn't get no sleep. So I need to rest." So well, again,
3: it's been a pleasure.
1: It's been a pleasure day. being
3: on your show. Yeah, thank you. I I'm appreciate that. You know what? Yeah,
1: I know you out of town, but we're going to have to do the stressings into blessings. Stressings into
3: blessings. Okay. That's like I'm the ready. Just, uh...
1: And All the right. number to we'll Dave, I'm going to repeat it. If you want to reach Dr. Dave Tuck, you can contact him on his webpage at drdavetuck.com. Tuck. Okay, and that's T-U-C-K. And the number to reach him at is 903. 814-5283. You know what, Dr. Tuck, it was a pleasure having you on the show. I appreciate it. Thank I know you. I'm normally silly, but normally I'm not this silly. <laughs> but that's because I'm I have that effect. <laughs> oh, you got the effect. <laughs> we'll okay, see you. thanks.
3: Yeah. We'll see you soon.
2: Thank you. Appreciate
1: it. It's been, been a coming. pleasure.
3: I appreciate it. Okay? Uh, and, uh, again,
2: uh, thanks, Brianna uh, is here. She didn't uh, she was. Uh, Oh, Brianna. oh yeah. Hi, I'm Brianna. I'm Jeanette's intern. I'm currently getting my master's in social work, so she's helping me out, and I'm just learning from her. Yeah.
1: And you know who I am. I am Jeanette Abney, licensed LMFT, also the owner of the Center for the Treatment of Addiction, as well as J.A. Precious, Inc., where we do a variety of services, including mental health, couples, a lot of stuff. So, again, thank you for everything. <laughs> But I guess I was kind of rude to the pastor today because he got mad at me. But that was okay. You're busy. I got a lot to do, and I've been yeah. trying to give you some of these clients. Yes. If you are looking for a job and you are a therapist, I need a DV counselor, child abuse counselor, substance abuse counselor. You can email me at JeanetteAbneyLMFT at com. Or we got to fix the webpage because I told you this okay. is the webpage, guys. Yes, it is. Yes, because yes. I found out about that. Mm-hmm. But you can contact me also by Googling my name, because I do have some work available for people that are licensed therapists, LMTs, LCSWs, even if you have a bachelor's degree and you're interested in doing the 52-week batter, batterers intervention program by saving lives working with victims or perpetrators of domestic violence as well as child abuse, because we got to do something about this. I can't do this work all by myself. So, again, thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And I wanted to talk about something tomorrow. I think I wrote it down. Oh, oh okay. we're going to talk about love drunk. Yes.
0: Yeah,
1: we're going to talk about love tomorrow because I ain't going to do that what love got to do with this. But some people be love drunk. They be so drunk they ain't paying attention mm-hmm. to what love really means. you got to love the Lord and love yourself. Love thyself. People out here telling people they love them but don't even love themselves. They don't even know what love is.
2: Don't yeah. have
1: a clue. Mm-mm. Don't have a clue. Mm-mm. So we're going to talk about tomorrow about being love drunk at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Tomorrow's show is at 6 p.m. Thank you for listening. Have a blessed day. <clears throat>